Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Um, you're listening to the Glitter Boys? Is that okay? It's just got to be depressing, though. I mean, there you are. An alien intelligence from beyond the stars. You're wronged. You have been wronged. Zor has come. He seduced your fucking wife. He messed up your entire planet. (laughs) Anyway, so you go blow the hell out of his children, right? You take over their planet. It's what you do. You knock their spaceships out of orbit, and they they launch these transformable fucking fighters, like angry bees that just shred your your poor, stupid troops apart. But you know, you, you you've got you've got more. You've got more than these fucking beleaguered humans, and you've already got their planet. So you shoot down those fighters, and the fighters came from the ships, and the fighters go just plunging into the earth, driving in like darts. And you send in the land troops to mop up the survivors, and what the fuck happens? This battered fucking primate climbs out of the cockpit, walks around to the back, pulls out this suitcase, transforms it into a motorcycle, and 10 of them start riding it. And you're like, fuck, God, what does it take to kill these fucking monkeys? So you start shooting. And all of a sudden, well, the the, the motorcycle jumps in the air. It transforms. It latches onto the body armor. And all of a sudden, swarming around you like angry mini-missile fucking bees are the cyclones. So today we're taking a dive back into an old property of Palladium, uh, Robotech. Now, there is a Veritech which is smaller than the jet. There is a Veritech that is smaller than the tank. It is the Veritech Cyclone, and it is fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. I ride motorcycles. I love motorcycles. I've written games about motorcycles. Cyclones are fucking baller. They're just amazing. Just, oh, just the cover, the cover of that book, dude, the Invid Invasion book. I've never mm-hmm. seen that cover before today. That's awesome. Yeah. So in everything after Southern Cross, now, if you recall our, our Robotech era discussion, there are three to four major eras. There's uh, the Macross era. There's the Southern Cross era. There's the Invid era. And then there's the, you know, Expeditionary Force end of the Circle era. But there's also Shadow Chronicles. Yeah, Shadow, Shadow Chronicles. <laughs> but technically, that's still REF. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I let my uh, my inner nerd out there. Inner nerd? I'm sitting here doing a podcast about Palladium. What am I talking about? <laughs> inner nerd. I'm out, I'm loud, and I'm proud. I'm like, uh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you have this, this Veritech. It was developed by the Robotech Expeditionary Force as a way of projecting force on the ground. Because in a battle against battle pods against fucking you know against invid against any of the myriad alien races in the robotech world a, a human has no chance and there there is no you can't put everyone in a veritech but you can give everyone this big piece of of roll-on luggage <laughs> and this 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 big piece of roll-on luggage this this modular thing will take a normal human and turn them into a super powered super fast tank uh, capable of different loadouts. Um, you can be launching missiles. You can have the the Mars Gallant handgun, which can be turned into a, a rifle with a with a long stock and does devastating damage. Yeah, these things are bristling with weaponry. 
And I do like the fact that it's modular. Like they, they have, I'm just looking through the book now, the, the Envid book of our muscle, looking through the Shadow Chronicles book, and they just have these different variants of this, of the same basic concept, you know, a motorcycle and a briefcase that you put on as armor, you know, makes sense. But each one has in that armor, in that briefcase, you've also got a multi-weapon system. You've got <laughs> missile launchers. This is yeah, you fucking forearm blades. Oh, come you, you on. Can't, yeah. You can't fly in this thing, but you can fucking bounce. Yeah. Um, you can bounce 100 feet in any goddamn direction. This is this is rad. Could you imagine your typical space marine, right? He's, he's tough. He, fear, he fears nothing. He's fought on alien worlds. And then you give him the ability to project that force with with literally the agility of a bumblebee. While he may be small, he does do mega damage. Not not a ton of it. Like the, these aren't these aren't the heavy hitters, though you can get a cannon on one of them in, in a later book. But it it's it's a swarm tactic and it's such a cool concept in in a in an area of slugging it out between giant Leviathans, all of a sudden here comes a swarm. It's the cyclone riders. And yeah. I, they're, they are all over you, picking you apart. It's a badass concept. They aren't heavily armored. They they can be damaged quite easily by some of the, the larger mega damage weapons. Yeah, it looks like they've got between 125 and 200 MDC on average. Yeah, they in 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 rifts. There's they are problematic because they are powered by protoculture, like most of the of the Robotech mecha. But they're so so cool well here's the cool thing is that they can use normal fuel all cyclones can use regular liquid fuel like a conventional motorcycle provided as a backup system four gallon tank with a 200 mile range i think what page are you looking at there Uh, page 43 limitations are it lowers their maximum speed to only 150 only 150 and hovering and flight aren't possible but whatever you're still fucking badass this is true (laughs) the thing about what are those russian nesting dolls called i think they're just called nesting dolls okay so here's the thing you're you're an alien and you're trying to fight humanity so you shoot down their space carrier. Well, a bunch of Veritex come boiling out. You shoot those down. A bunch of cyclones come boiling out of that. <laughs> you shoot them down. The pilots crawl out of it, grab their handgun, take off the stock, and keep fucking firing. I, I love the progression of force that, like, the, the, the cyclone, this, this, last, this last ditch survival system just became, like, the standard assault. And instead of like the 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 main gun firing they started sending in waves of cyclone troops and it's just this this brilliant idea of just swarming them under and and being being more dodgy being faster not being stronger not being not being able to dish out more firepower but being faster and just latching on and worrying the enemy down motorcycle combat is something i love so motorcycle combat suits are just the top of the of the list here. They they really, really are my thing. I'm just looking here through the Envid book, and we're not doing a deep dive into this book specifically, but one thing I love about just looking through the Cyclone section here, 
all this awesome art and it's Kevin Sambita's art. This is, yeah. this is his art. And I, again, I frequently forget how good of an artist he is. I know like you look back at this, you're like, oh, this is like 90s art. Well, you know, it is like 90s art. In 1988, this is some good stuff. Yeah. I forget that he's this skilled. And I wish that uh, I would love to see much more of his art. I, I guess I don't know if he put in a lot more effort developing his work, maybe, because we don't really see as much of it in the current books that are coming out. But man, this is some good stuff. Yeah, art takes time, and I think he's he's becoming more of an ideas man, but he is he is definitely skilled. You will see an awful lot of cyclones throughout the Robotech books uh, from this point on, basically. Uh, you'll see them in Sentinels, you'll see them in Shadow Chronicles, you'll see them in, in, in a couple others. And that's because, and you, you haven't gotten here yet, but when you do read those books, you will be captivated by the story of Scott Bernard on the way to Reflex Point and his ragtag band of motorcycle riding freedom fighters. It's it's a good story. And like the the main part of all of it is at the very beginning, Scott Bernard is shot down and he's on Earth and it's rained. He grew up in, you know, in space. He never saw rain before. And there's this beautiful moment in the book where he's he doesn't feel comfortable again until he puts on his his armor, until he gets on his cyclone. He's alone on an alien planet, which he's told is his home world. It's some sort of Earth. and But he's never been there before. But he doesn't feel at home until he gets that fucking little Veritech purring between his legs and he's in his battle armor. And he, now he's ready to take on the world. And it was, it, was, it was a very human moment. And I really liked it. I like that the book has two Cyclone OCCs. There's mm-hmm. the Cyclone Rider, but then there's also the Military Specialist, which is the covert operative. But both of them are Cyclone pilots, and they there's just options given to them. They seem like very versatile character classes. It's really not much to say here on the OCC level, but just, man, all of these Cyclone pictures are beautiful. And if I were to play Robotech... If if I were to join a Robotech game, I would really, really, really hope it would be in an era where Cyclones existed because you could put forth all the Robotech options. You could be like, you could play this, you could play this, or there's this. You could fly the Super Jetta, but motorcycle pilot, motherfucker, that's me. Make it happen. You know, you you could play an Alpha pilot though because, well, they, they carry two of them. Well, yeah, I'm looking over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Veritech <laughs> fighter also gets a cyclone. <laughs> yeah, but but they're they don't get the they're not really with the uh, what is this the the cyclone it's not combat their training? Yeah. yeah, they're not as good as the cyclone pilot. So this is a cool thing. I almost put one in a game as a gift to Abel McVenner. That would have been a horrible idea. <laughs> well, it it was planned, actually. There was going to be a briefcase that he could uncover in that bandit camp that they were trying to go raiding. And uh, the, the bandits hadn't figured out what the hell it did, and it was stolen from that ship that crashed. Yeah. So uh, if Abel had figured damn. it out, he would have had an awesome cyclone. That's a damn shame, NPC. <laughs> That's a damn shame. Sorry thing is is that this is almost the ideal scout and or resistance armor ship mecha thing it's small 
it can hide, it can move very, very quickly. And for the, the standards of power armor, it is incredibly stealthy. So if your game, be it Rifts or, you know, Robotech or any, any other game in the Megaverse, needs something like that, consider the Cyclone. Because the, the Cyclone is, you can use it for straight up assault, but its real strength is that it's sneaky and strong. So looking again at the character class here, something that I find very fascinating is that here in the Robotech Book 5 Invid Invasion, this is an era where secondary skills weren't there. There were none. You just had your OCC skills and then your other skills. Yeah. They get a lot of other skills. <laughs> I'm just thinking about other Palladium games that I'm playing. I'm just looking through all of the classes here, and they get a lot of skills and a lot of skill choices. Now, we talked about my love of choice in the Rogue Scholar episode, how I, I liked the original version of the Rogue Scholar because the Rogue Scholar gets a lot of skill choices. This is a lot of skill choices. And the reason I'm focusing on this specifically is because I now think it would be really cool to build a party of nothing but cyclone riders, but then have them diversify their skills so they could be that kind of fast moving scout strike force. Just run a campaign of nothing but them running out in the wilderness looking for downed aliens or helping to protect the frontier. I guarantee that if Abel McVenner had found that, he would have been dead in two episodes. There's no way he would have used that responsibly. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, you know, Matthew, you would have had fun with it. I absolutely would have. I did things with a, with a normal motorcycle that were impossible if I had a Cyclone. Incidentally, the Cyclone has a uh, predecessor, predecessor in uh, Southern Cross. It is the uh, Typhoon Hover Cycle. In order to get the full flavor of the Cyclone, the, the particular series you have to read is the Invid Invasion series of the, the Robotech novels by Jack McKinley. Why is that? Because it is one of the better stories. There are a bunch of Robotech stories that are broken up into eras, you know, like I said. The Macross, which is fantastic. Masters, which is okay in the books. There's the Sentinels, Shadow Chronicles, and Invid Invasion. Of them all, my two favorites are Invid Invasion and Macross. And it's, it's, it's a good story. And since you haven't started yet, NPC, may I recommend you start there? You will love Zimoto Psycho. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is on my list of something to read. I've got the first, I think, 10 of the, the Jack books on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. That's about it. I mean, it comes with a big loadout. It's fast. It's agile. It can kick ass and take a little damage before it goes down. It takes a human, doesn't make them noticeably bigger. You know, like you, you gain about a foot. So it, it, it is a great, great suit. And I, I would wear that as a player over almost anything else in, in any of the Palladium books. I am beyond sad that Palladium has lost the license to Robotech. Yeah, yeah. Because they did great justice. And I, I've read that new Robotech book you got for me, and it's good. It was, it was fun to revisit the property, but it was balanced, <laughs> and, and it wasn't grim. And I don't think like they gave it the treatment that Palladium did, you know? I mean, 
They, it, they made it a modern role-playing game. What they did was make it before the series ended. Yeah. So that book starts off as the Macross Saga playing the Macross Saga era. Palladium's book starts off where that ends. So like you're playing after that first series. There's It's going to be a lot more grim. Well... I think Palladium's just grim by but in and of itself. Like as you like to say, Palladium is fucking metal. And I, yeah. I just I, I felt they they did justice to Robotech. And I'm very I'm very sad that they lost it. Hopefully in the fullness of time they'll they'll get they'll get it back because I really liked what they did with it. As for other things in the Robotech series, if we're gonna stick with this theme of talking about the cyclone, let's talk about something else that wasn't quite that good. Robotech Invasion, the original oh. Xbox game where you play a cyclone during the moment of the Invid Invasion. So I have them right here. You can't see this because we don't do video, <laughs> but I have both of the Xbox games. I have uh, Invasion and Battlecry. Honestly, yeah, I mean, they, they were dumb, but I liked them both because they were Robotech. But I mean, it was an original Xbox. Like there, there were some awful games for original xbox there were awful games for the 360 there have been some awful games for many of the systems i think however they could have done better with a licensed property like robotech you know judging by the history and things that have happened by robotech i'm not entirely sure they could (laughs) like macross was good the palladium books were good the novels were good but honestly uh every Every game has been bad. Their tabletop was, it, it didn't work out well. The attempts to make movies, uh, the attempts to reboot or, or redo it, it's, it has been a troublesome IP. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, was, it was an amalgamation of things to begin with. And yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about this game specifically, though, I mean, it, 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 had, it had multiplayer. <laughs> what, the Cyclone game? Invasion? Yeah. I don't even, mm-hmm. I've never gotten anybody to play it with me, and I've never wanted to play it with anybody because it's that bad. What, when, so let's talk about some reasons that, I, that I'm turned off on it. Is There's only two forms of movement. There's mm-hmm. your basic slow, plodding, jogging pace if you're on foot, and then the cyclone speed. But you don't get the cyclone for about 30 minutes to an hour into the game. And you're supposed to be just running across following people who are running faster than you, of course. So, you know, you, you have to try and keep up with them. Now you have one attack and it's just this. But you have to fire it so much that it doesn't even matter what people are saying. It doesn't matter the soundtrack. It doesn't matter the monster sounds. When you play this game, all you hear is just constantly, just that over and over again. And it's the controls were clunky, clunky. This was an era where there were good games with good vehicle controls. And you couldn't change them. You couldn't. You couldn't change anything. Now, that was also the trouble with Battlecry was that it was a good game. Like Battlecry was fun. It was cell shaded. It was awesome. It was 3D. You could fly, but you couldn't change the controls. And they were unlike any other controls that any other kind of combat game had ever had. And it was it was just awful. <sighs> so sad. Yeah. But let's let's close this out talking about how much we still love Cyclones. 
Let's remember the good stuff. <laughs> Let's remember the good times. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's almost 30 years later. And uh, I, I am a man with a child. I still have these games, both the video and the tabletop. I still have the movies. I still have the books. And the reason for that is, is that the ideas uh, contained within them are just, they're just, they've, they've been compelling to me. They've been compelling to me my whole life. If, if you wanted to ask me what my favorite property is, you would guess it would be something like Star Wars or Star Trek. And I, I do have great love, but my first great love, the one I took to, to homecoming with me was Robotech. <laughs> and that's never going to change. Ro- Robotech is a brilliant, brilliant thing. I agree. I, I wasn't super into it when I was younger. I have gotten into it later. I did watch the most of the Macross series when I was young, but now getting back into it, at least the Macross era, and as Matthew was getting me to read the books, it's pretty awesome. I I was always envious of the toys. The toys were so cool. The toys were so cool. <sighs> and here's the thing. They're still so cool. Robotech is still a thriving property in in asia and especially in japan robotech is big still i don't know if that's had an effect as to why stuff has trouble getting brought over here and ported over here or if licenses get changed but i do know what's still happening there are modern models being made there are modern toys being made uh including the cyclone and i mean it's it's cool as hell and i love it and i'm glad it's still alive well any last words? Yeah. Don't fuck with humans because you shoot down our spaceships and we come down in jet fighters and you shoot down our jet fighters and we come out with transformable motorcycles. And if you blow those up, we'll crawl out of it firing our handgun at you. Don't fuck with humans, stupid aliens. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, The Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.